Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Unwell with Erica. I'm recording this introduction on election night, which feels so meaningless and makes me feel like a tiny speck in this giant void of everything that's going on. But you're probably listening to this after election night. You might be listening to it several days after the results come in. It might be weeks. Who knows? It might be a different world. It might be the same world. Not sure yet. So I'm going to start this out like I did last week. A little bit broader. Go ahead and unclench your jaw. Roll your shoulders back and take a deep breath. And buckle up, because honestly, this is a really fun episode. (laughs) With everything going on in the world, it feels so wrong, but so right to be talking about what we're going to cover today. I'm interviewing my new friend, Laura Elizabeth. We met through a mutual friend and through some local Portland events. And we talk about her decision to be child-free. So as I approach... I guess I have to say as I approach 30, because I am now 28 as of this year, the decision to not have kids is something that feels like an increasing weight on my shoulders with every year. Like I think the biological clock thing is really real. And the older I get, the less sure I become in my decision. But again, I'm a strong believer in biology, so I try not to lean too much into that. I've been someone who has thought my entire life that I did not want kids, and I've always resonated really closely with other women who don't want kids. When I was growing up, some of my most important women role models in my life were women that did not have children, who lived these really rich lives regardless of their decision not to procreate. So I was really, really excited to talk to someone who was a little bit older than me, who had been through some of the same stages that I had been through, had similarly known her entire life that she didn't want children, but was also very candid in the fact that she doubts this from time to time and has questions like we all have. (laughs) I'm sure people that have children or want to have children also teeter back and forth in this decision. Or maybe not. I think there are probably people listening to this that have said, nope, I've known my entire life that I want to have kids. I want to be a mom. I want to be a parent, whatever. But I think we all go back and forth quite a bit. But what's really great about this conversation with Laura is that I appreciate her acknowledgement of learning when something is a fear-based reaction versus a conviction that's deep-seated in her heart. And that's not just something that applies to having kids or to not having kids. It could apply to quitting your job. It could apply to moving across the country, leaving a relationship, taking a risk on a new relationship, ending a friendship, things like that. There are things that you feel inside that you're not sure if your body is giving you a fear reaction or if your body is actually telling you, no, this is what you truly believe. So I loved having that conversation with her about that. Another reason that I really wanted to speak with Laura about this topic is that from engaging with her on social media, she is someone who has totally learned and mastered the art of playtime as an adult. (laughs) 
which sounds really silly, but especially when times are the way they are right now, finding and treasuring the things that genuinely bring you joy is so important. And she talks about setting aside special time with her partner, with herself to do these really fun things that like genuinely spark joy. And after having that conversation with her, I've been trying to seek these things out in my day-to-day life as well. So on Monday of this week, it was like a beautiful sunny day and I biked around my neighborhood while all of the fall leaves were changing color. And I found myself audibly on my bike saying out loud, oh my God, wow. Oh, wow. Look at this. And then I was just like, I loved having such a moment that like sparked joy that I was like out loud on my bike babbling to myself about it. And it made me proud because I'm someone who doesn't always find those joyful things in the day to day. But it made me feel really, really good to do it. And it's something that I want to do more and more of. So I loved hearing Laura talk about how she's mastered joy. She's like, I tell her halfway through the interview, like, I think you're like the queen of cozy. She knows how to make herself cozy and happy. And I just love that. And I think that's all something that we could, I think that is something we can all take to heart. So I really hope you enjoy this episode with my friend, Laura Elizabeth, as we talk about being child-free. And again, maybe one more time, take a deep breath. Because it might be election week while you're listening to this. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to Unwell with Erica. Thank you for joining me, Laura Elizabeth. Hi. So happy to have you here. So we connected about this interview because I was looking for someone to interview about being child-free. And And I so happily jumped. Yes. (laughs) And it, it, it actually worked out because whenever I put the Instagram story up, you were like literally the very first person I thought of, but we don't know each other that well. And so I didn't feel like, I don't know if I can like comfortably reach out. And it was like, I didn't know your story. I didn't want to be like, Hey, you don't have kids. Would you want to talk about not having kids? Totally. Not, yeah. You know, not knowing your it's background. kind of a sensitive thing too, because you never know what people are feeling about it or why that's their decision. So I get that. Yeah. But happy to be here. Yes. So you, I reached out like a couple of minutes after I posted it and I was <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, this is exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> like it worked out so well. <laughs> And then I ended up having like several other women also reach out afterwards. And I was like, I already found my person. So we're good. (laughs) But I'm glad that there's others. Yeah. I would love to know who you are. Yeah. It actually, it was really nice because I ended up having a lot of like wonderful conversations with other women who had various backgrounds and stories. And, uh, but you know, I was, I was most excited to talk to you. (laughs) And one thing I thought was really cool is good. Yeah. Whenever we um, were initially like, talking about things you made a comment like I've known this my whole life and I was like that's exactly what I'm looking for so I I guess we can just start there like what was the first time you remember thinking like I don't want children I was little and I don't and I think I just the way that my thought processes and my inclinations towards certain things and my decisions even when I was little of I didn't really enjoy playing with dolls. I didn't like playing school. I didn't like babysitting. Um, My sister has always known ever since she was little, she wanted to grow up to be a teacher and she wanted to be a mom. And she Mm -hmm. had baby dolls galore. And I 
I don't think I ever even had one. I just really <laughs> wasn't into it. I was kind of a mm-hmm. tomboy, would prefer to be outside. Um, I kind of wanted to be around other people constantly. And so dolls, I was like, this doesn't, this isn't even a real thing. I want to <laughs> be with my peers. I want to be yeah. with my parents. I want to be with other kids in the neighborhood. And so that has kind of always been the back of my mind. But then as I, I didn't think that I had the choice not to have kids, especially mm-hmm. I grew up in a conservative household in East Texas. Um, everyone, not everyone, but people have children pretty young there. And I just kind of thought, you know, eventually it will happen. But I remember one time I was at this, like a tea party or some tea gathering with my mom and this lady was talking about adoption and I was like oh okay maybe that that seems interesting way more interesting than having children of my own and I also never wanted to be pregnant so there were just a lot of (laughs) things yeah right just like that's where I'm at right now (laughs) no thank you um all of that just was kind of a part of my story my whole life you touched on something actually I was going to ask later on is I, I was pretty certain you were from the middle of the country somewhere. So you yeah. mentioned East Texas. Do you remember having conversations like when you were younger? Like, I mean, you know, high school age, whatever yeah. with people about it. And well, I always, I always kind of felt like I didn't fit, but that didn't bother me. I mm-hmm. liked it. And um, peer pressure didn't care. Um, I kind of enjoyed going against the grain a little bit and just seeing what people thought about it and seeing uh, kind of more so following, like truly following what I wanted instead of what other people might've wanted for me. And I just kept kind of pushing against that. Like, you know, everyone in my high school um, went to similar colleges and I chose a college complete where I didn't know any single person like not mm-hmm. one single soul and because that excited me and then I even was thinking I don't even know if I want to get married maybe I yeah. don't want to do that and um just and I never knew I had the choice not to but then the older I got I started thinking why not like yeah. if I don't want to do it why would I do it <laughs> and it's been um I'm probably one of the only people that I grew up with from Texas that don't have kids. Definitely the only one. And they all think I'm a little weird, but they (laughs) they love me. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I mean, I'm the, so my parents are cool with it. That's yeah. That's another, that's another question I was going to ask is like, did, did you ever have a conversation with your parents? Like, were they disappointed at all? Or, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have great parents, but. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I think they just kind of expected it for me in a way right. again because I just kind of have always done what I wanted and I, I I know I've always been a puzzle to them I haven't they've even told me that they can't figure me out and I don't really mm-hmm. make sense um and I'm fine with that I've had a lot of therapy to get me through those conversations <laughs> and my dad even said he's like you know I didn't have you to give me a grandchild because mm-hmm. when I did finally come out and tell them I was like okay after I married Matt when we first, I guess this is skipping ahead a little, but when we first got married, he did want kids. He wanted two mm-hmm. twin boys. And I was like, mm. did you say two twin boys? Two twin boys. That's so and specific. He <laughs> wanted them to be wild and he wanted them to yeah. be naked and he wanted them to be <laughs> men of the woods, completely right. untamed. 
Um, I've never and, met him, but somehow I know this, even from seeing clips of him yeah. from like, your social stories. Wolf children, basically, <laughs> would be his preference. Um, and then little, little Mowgli's. Yes, little Mowgli's, which would probably be exactly what would happen. And um, you know, and I was open to entertaining it, the idea, but not wanting to do it. But it was never. If Matt were to have said, "I really want kids," I most I think I would have maybe gone that direction um just because I don't want to take that from him but fortunately he didn't he kind of came more onto my side so we had the conversation with both of our sets of parents and I think maybe his parents might have been a little bit more upset but honestly they were really gracious about it as well and my parents my sister's a single mom she has three kids and my mom and dad are helping raise them. They all live together and they're, those kids are perfect. And they're like the loves of my life and the loves of my family's life. And um, I think my parents are kind of relieved in a way, maybe that there's not another batch <laughs> right. somewhere yeah. that they have to. They've only got one batch to, to focus yeah, on. So they don't, have to, do, they don't have to spread the love too thin. <laughs> Totally. And my sister's kids are literally perfection. I don't really want to go up against that. <laughs> That's totally fair. Yeah. It, I would, you did skip ahead, right? So you're like knocking down the list of questions I that know. I <laughs> like going to go through these so fast. Um, but I was curious, like how that, like knowing your whole life that you didn't want children did that. I mean, obviously you're married now, but did that come up in previous relationships ever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think I wasn't, it wasn't like ever a like stake in the ground for me. Um, mm-hmm. I was always open to exploring other options, maybe even like fostering or adopting or potentially having my own. But, and I, I don't even know that I could have fully, um, it was always kind of like, well, maybe, mm-hmm. well, maybe, I mean, I guess. But the older I got, and I kept thinking one day, one day, I maybe tomorrow I will wake up and want to be a mom. Maybe tomorrow I will wake up and want to have children. And I kind of, you know, on time hop, I look back on my tweets um, and different Facebook statuses that I've made. And I pulled up one that I did like probably seven or eight years ago. And I even had voiced out loud, you know, to the internet community, I just asked, okay, so when does it happen? Because <laughs> I'm, I don't have it yet. I don't have this desire to be a mom. I don't have this desire to have kids. And I was probably 30 or 31. And I was like, when just asking other women and men, like, when did this desire happen to you? Did you always have it? Did you wake mm-hmm. up and have it? Because I did kind of question like, I'm okay. Right. There's not some trauma that I haven't worked through. Or right. is this because I'm really scared of being a mom for some reason? And I did go to um, a good amount of therapy. And there was one point when I was questioning getting married and I had a therapist ask me, she's like, okay, do you, are you choosing not to be married? Are you choosing not to get married because you're afraid of getting married? Or is it because you truly don't want this? Because if you're choosing to choose this lifestyle based out of your fear, you will keep yourself most likely from ever getting married and it won't be a healthy decision for you. So you need to decide Mm -hmm. if it's fear or if it's your true conviction that's pushing you to make this decision. And I went home and I was like, oh shit. Well, (laughs) I think that one is fear. Like Mm -hmm. that one is 
terrified that someone's going to leave me one day and I don't want to get my heart broken. And so I went through even more therapy and um, worked some stuff out. And then I met Matt and I was like, 100%, I want to get married. But then I, so I did the same exercise with having children and it's not fear. It's a true conviction. I just don't want to have kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at that point. So I'm, I'm 28 and, uh, I, I feel like, like what you mentioned at 30, when you were like, when does it happen that I suddenly like have this desire? Because there is a biological clock is a real thing, right? Totally. I do feel like there's so many people and I've actually seen it. That's actually why I specified when I was looking for someone to interview for this, I was like, I need someone that has either medically made a permanent decision to not have kids or is old enough to like know and like have, they're not still in that weird, I could still change my mind sort of phase. Yeah. I mean, I'll because be that's 40 where, in July. So that's where I'm, I'm at right now is that I still feel like I'm kind of in that weird phase where I'm like, do I, is this just my body like telling me like, maybe you want them, but I've the same as you. I mean, my whole life, I I've known that I didn't want them and I follow a lot of influencers. That's what I was saying earlier. Um, I follow a lot of influencers who like staunchly did not want kids. And then I've like followed them long enough that they're like in their mid thirties now and they're panicking. Oh yeah. I need to, you know, I need to freeze my eggs. I need to figure out. And it's, and I'm witnessing that and I'm like, Oh God, is that what's going to happen to me? And it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be that way. I just have like the small sample size of people I follow that I've seen that. And it like totally flips me out. And so I think it's also reassuring for people to talk to someone or hear someone talk about it not being like that. Right. It doesn't always have to be this, like your body clock switches and then you change your mind. That doesn't happen for everyone. Yeah, totally. And I think that there's just this pressure on women anyway, that is unbelievable. And there's just so much weight on us deciding. And then there's a lot of fear where you start. I think a lot of us, and I've gone through this as well, where I'm like, oh my gosh. So I have, like I'm nearing the time that I can safely do this. What if in 10 years I regret it? Mm-hmm. So do I need to have kids just in case I regret it one day? Right. And then I'm like, but that's crazy. That would be a, a crazy reason to make any decision. Do I buy this car just because one day I think I'm going to regret it? Do it like, I don't know. I just don't know if that's the most healthy for that to be your sole motivation. Mm-hmm. It's not your own desire to be a mom or to have children. It's because Again, that's a fear motivation for me. I'm scared. I'm going to wake up one day and and have missed out. And if it's a fear motivation for me, I don't trust that. I'm like purely motivated by happiness and peace and love, honestly. And if the fear and the shame and the guilt starts creeping in, I'm not going to listen to that. And so I'm going to trust my gut. I'm going to trust my friends and my partner. And I'm going to trust that I know myself. I'm going to make decisions now to take care of future me. Mm-hmm. And I know that I will be happier 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 without kids. And so I'm holding to that conviction. And every once in a while, you get a jolt of, yep. oh no, like, oh, this is permanent. But honestly, <sighs> it's not like we could foster, we could adopt. Like there's so many things that you could do. And if you want to still be a mom or like be a woman of influence there's so many other ways that you can do that besides just naturally having children you talked about like thinking 
wondering if in 10 years you might regret, you know, trying to protect your, your future self as well. And it was really, really reassuring to me. I talked to, I have an aunt and uncle who are in their 70, early seventies. They're like, you know, they're, they've been together for like 50 years plus and they don't have children. And they're like the, I mean, they're the cool aunt and uncle to me. They always have been my whole life. They always got me the cool gifts. They were always traveling internationally. They ride Harleys. I, yeah, I like look at their life and I'm like, that's what I want. I think, I I think that path feels like something I, that feels like something I want. And it was really reassuring, reassuring for me to talk to them, you know, as a, as an adult, you know, I, I grew up with them, whatever. But we had like a, you know, pretty more mature conversations than I had with them for a long time the last time they visited me. And I asked them, I'm like, you made this decision before it was cool, right? You're, this was a lot more contentious 40 years ago than yeah. it is right now for, you know, in our current times where we have a lot more freedom to. I feel like we these... just now are kind of able right. to say it too. Yeah. I asked them and I'm like, now you're on the other side of this, right? You're in your seventies, do you have any regrets? Do you, you know, do you regret this decision at all? And they were just like, Nope, we would have never gotten to experience the things that we got to experience. If we had children, all the love for people that have kids, but like, it just wasn't for us. And the only thing they said was they've become like the primary caretakers for my grandparents. And they were like, that's the only thing we worry about when I'm really old, nobody like is biologically required to take care of me. That's true though. We have thought about that, but I'm already priming my niece and nephew to be that for me. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's that. And then they were also like, even if we had children, there's no guarantee they would love us and want to do that. We could have kids that grow up and move across the world and never talk to you. Supporters. Right. There's no, (laughs) there's no guarantee they're going to turn out good. Right. You can do all you can. You just hope, you just hope for the best on that one. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you bring up a really good point too, because so in my, you have the, these people that you look up to that have these lives that you aspire to and you see that they're very full lives without mm-hmm. children. And I had the same experience where I worked for a live events company um, in my early twenties and I we traveled across the country and uh, we had like big arena events, but these mm-hmm women that were in their 60s and 70s were like the main speakers and they were so hilarious so smart brilliant made good money traveled the world wrote books did poetry had dinner parties and none of them had children and some of them weren't even married and there were Mm -hmm. four of them my two favorites didn't have children and I just remember going to uh, one of them, her name, her name is Lucy Swindoll. She actually just passed away from COVID a couple of weeks ago. It was the worst, but um, yeah. we would go to her house and her house was beautiful, was like an art gallery. And she lived in mm-hmm. Texas. And I would just sit and listen to her talk about all these people that she had met and all these experiences that she had. And she had fine tuned so many incredible hobbies from like journaling to watercoloring to I mean, she had journals full, like libraries full of these journals where she documented her life and it was so beautifully done. 
And she never would have been able to do hardly any of that if she had children because Mm -hmm. most of her time would have been going into that. But she knew her whole life that she didn't want kids. She didn't even want to get married. And she has one of the fullest lives I've ever seen of anyone in my entire life. And so I think once I saw Lucy, like she gave me the courage and I think gave me the permission to start thinking about that and entertaining that. And kind of one, once I latched onto that, I was like, all right, there's, I don't think there's any going back for me now. This is, <laughs> I'm really into this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important now for us as other women, it shouldn't be like a shame thing. And I know I've heard the excuse, oh, well, you know, you're just selfish. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense because how am I any more selfish <laughs> for choosing not to have children when people are choosing to have children they're not the ones like we're both choosing what we want here so yeah I don't understand the selfishness thing doesn't get to me and I've also heard the one like well you're gonna be really sorry when you and Matt are in your 60s sitting around an empty Thanksgiving table and part of me is like a we would never because our community is so rich that we will always have a seat or we will always invite people to us and b being alone kind Mm -hmm. of sounds awesome (laughs) <laughs> I would never feel bad being alone. Being alone only sucks if you don't like yourself. Totally, and your and your partner and your, and your partner. Yeah, the um, the woman that you mentioned, kind of growing up with and and seeing the cool life she's lived. I have a very similar story. It's my um, she was like one of my high school teachers who was also my golf coach, and she always like gave me like really strong aunt vibes and I didn't have close family, like geographically to me. Like I just had my, my parents and my brother in Oklahoma and everyone else, all of my other families in other States. So I didn't grow up with family close, but she's definitely like the closest thing I had to like a cool aunt growing up. And then once I was out of school, we were able to become like friends now that, you know, I'm not like a student. It's not weird. And the first time I brought my partner, Jamie over to visit her, I was like, you have to meet this person. She's like, other than my parents, she's literally one of the most important adult figures in my life. She was like an aunt to me. She helped raise me. She shaped me as much as a human, you know, almost as much as my mom did. And we visited her house. And again, she has, like you said, just the cool ass house. That's like, everything's just like curated. Oh, I picked this up when I was at this cool place. And (laughs) it's so cool. And it's, it was like, it's a little chic, like three bedroom, one bathroom house that like you wouldn't have if you had a bunch of kids in a cool arts district in Oklahoma city. And she has this cool, um, I keep saying like, cool, this cool that, but that's how I felt the first (laughs) time I went was like, Whoa, you live here. Like you're an adult and you have a pool and you're just two, two adults who built an in-ground pool. And like, you don't even have kids. You built it for yourself. Like that's so cool. Play like you can play. You can still play. Yeah. And so we went to her house and we like played like yard games outside. I mean, she's, she's my mom's age. She's 60 and played yard games, like swam. They have a pizza oven. They like made pizza for us. And she has so many cool stories from like living this rich life. And we left and Jamie was like, oh my God, I want to be her when I grow up. And I was like, exactly. This is how I felt my whole life. Cause I mean, I, I met her when I was like 12, I met her in junior high and I had thought that for so many years. And then I, you know, when he met her and said the same thing, I was like, oh, good. We're on the same you get page. It. <laughs> yeah. You get it. And yes. he's like, hey, we can be this. And that is something too, like Matt and I, it's finding someone that you can still celebrate all these things in life with. And mm-hmm. for Matt and I, like play is 
huge to us is we play every day. You can still add play to your life regardless of how old that you are, which is a reason I love Portland because I feel like this city plays really hard. Absolutely. And we just sit totally great here because everyone is just playing like were you here four years ago when it snowed and the whole city shut down and then that, people... that was my first month that was like my first month in Portland I just moved here when that all happened and I was just like, like oh my god <laughs> yeah. the streets. Matt went up to Mount Tabor at two in the morning and um was skiing down Mount Tabor Park things that we couldn't do if we had mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. and you know and it's always like a delicate I never want to come across elitist because I'm Absolutely. choosing this and it's never like a, this decision, my decision is the best and, oh, you're just going to have to, you know, wipe butts your whole life. Oh, what, have fun <laughs> with that. It's like, no, seeing my right. best friends become moms and dads and seeing them find part life partners and seeing that development is one of the most rich beautiful things like I could cry describing it because seeing my friends as parents is amazing and being able to be involved in their life and to see you know them have these kids who are like little them and then just teaching them how to grow up and seeing them recognize different things it's incredible and so it's not like a our decision is this life is better than this or that life's better than this. Like it's about finding what truly drives you and brings you joy and making decisions based upon that and not feeling bad about it just because it might not look like somebody else's. And right. so that could be married, non-married partner, non-parent child, no child. Like there could be so many to choose where you live, to choose your job. Like there's so many different options and it's so much bigger than just, kids or not kids it's just like we got a little speck of time here and we're gonna cling on to like what makes us so happy and I also don't think it's selfish or empty to chase what does make you happy I think that's a beautiful thing and I think people should try to recognize that more because it just makes life so much more enjoyable and I wouldn't say it makes it easier but it does really help you if you nail it down helps your decision making a little bit easier and then it does help you celebrate things every single day so I'm obsessed with my friends that have kids I just don't want them with me every day (laughs) yeah it's just I mean it's just all about choosing like the path that works best for you and the thing that one thing that also really appealed to me about having this conversation with you as opposed to you know lots of other wonderful people that reach out to me um is that I often see the if a woman chooses to not have kids, I often feel like that void is immediately replaced with like career. And so it has to be this like, oh, I chose to be this badass businesswoman. And like, I couldn't do this if I had kids. That's not the narrative I wanted to share, I guess. Because I did it. It it wasn't choosing one or the other. I think it was. And yeah, you're right. Totally right about that. It was. And we, Matt and I have talked about it as well. It's like, okay, if, something did happen and we were to magically have a child one day he would be the stay-at-home dad for mm. sure like as you am not interested in yeah. <laughs> kind of already figured that out was like okay I would I would still work and you would not um and that and that is a big part of it though is that I really love I love working I love mm. that being that purpose and some people 
don't like it. And I would lose my ever loving mind if I had to be home, you know, babysitting, I guess, all day long. It just, that would not, I would not be happy. I know I wouldn't, 100% would not be happy. And, um, and I also have some friends who've had kids and it, it's really hard. like really hard. And I think it's a lot harder than they even thought it was going to be. And just seeing their progression towards it. And, you know, you almost feel bad where it's like Saturdays roll around and Matt and I are (laughs) sleeping until 10 a.m. And like going to brunch and our friends are like, you really can't get coffee. We have kids. I'm like, well, we could get coffee, but I also (laughs) understand what you're saying. Um, So it's like always this balance to not rub it in too much but also mm. daylight savings time was amazing for us <laughs> <laughs> well there is there is this like weird culture and like outside of friends it's even just on social media there's and there's a an influencer and podcast host that I follow her name is Kate Kennedy and she has a podcast called or a business called be there in five and she has talked a lot recently about being like a, a childless millennial she's like mid-30s I think and she talked about how scared she gets from like seeing mommy memes on Instagram about like, or like weird mom Halloween costumes and just this like description of like never sleeping and the crazy literal shit that happens with babies. And she was just like, this is not easing my anxiety. Cause she's kind of at the point where she's like, am I going to regret not having kids? I'm like, you know, mid thirties, I'm battling a lot with that. And I thought the exact same thing because I see friends of mine from high school share these mostly on Facebook, mostly these Facebook posts just about like how hard it is to be a mom. And I'm just like, oh man, I just feel like it's so hard yeah. to just be an adult like totally. <laughs> with no one responding. I mean, I've got two dogs and they're getting old and that's, that is, that feels so hard right it, now. It all and I'm like, is oh, hard. It's all hard. <laughs> And I like, I saw the same thing. I saw the same thing with people regarding um, marriage and like having a partner. And that's part of other people's skepticism towards their life decisions is why I really thought for a long time that I'm just not going to get married. If it's that terrible, if it's so ball and chain kind of life, I'm not going to do it. Like that's terrible. But then I married Matt and I'm like, okay, so we can write our own narrative. Like, I don't, my humor doesn't have to revolve around, oh, married life. Oh, it's terrible. And like bringing down my husband, I can find other ways to connect with other people. And I think the same thing, I understand why people do it, but I also don't know if it's the healthiest. And I think it's not, I mean, I don't think it is. I feel pretty confident saying that it's not. And I, yeah, no, that that is, I I have like a a running joke with my brother who uh, is also child-free. He's five years older than me and him and his wife made that decision, you know, a long time ago. But we will often share with each other Facebook posts from people we grew up with that are like celebrating their one year wedding anniversary. And they're like, our first year has been so hard, but it's so worth it. All of the ups and downs and we we fight so much, but it's, you know, it's oh, all yeah. worth it for you. And I read that <laughs> and okay, I will say I'm not married, but Jamie and I have been together nine years. I will get married at some point. It's just not, you know, not in the path right now. And I read that and I'm like, it's not hard. That's why it's I think not, it's-, it's not hard. 
Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be hard. Like, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. We have our disagreements, but we agree on everything that is important. We listen to each other's point of view on things. Like we respect each other as people and our relationship isn't hard. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think it should be. Yeah. I think and life, I, so I've always I say that, that too. Like life is, life is hard, but my marriage Matt is not something that makes life harder that makes it makes it easier better yeah Yeah, it makes life easier and I am able to get through life in the state that I'm in because I'm married to him and that's another thing that I like to talk about like okay maybe you can help me tell me if you're in the same think group of this because I another reason I don't want a kid is I don't really want to have to share Matt I'm not interested I absolutely I I want to be like the apple of Jamie's eye okay. and I don't need to share that spotlight with anybody else wait no. are you also a Leo yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty certain about that because I feel like I remembered seeing something you had shared or I had shared that you'd reply to baby and I think Jamie feels the same way too is like that was mad. We he- yeah like we we love each other and want to give each other all the attention and like the thought of the thought of me loving some, I mean, I like, sometimes I'm like, do I love my dog more than I like? No, no, that's crazy. <laughs> but, but like the thought of loving a, a child more than you love your partner, which I don't know that every parent would say that, or there's probably different points of views where you like view your partner first and then you're, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Having not had kids, I don't know how people think about that. I guess I could ask my mom what she thinks about that or what she thought about that when I was a child. I don't know. And we also make, we've, I think part of the reason our, relationship is so strong is that if there is something that looks like it's going to compete with our relationship, whether that's maybe a friend that doesn't necessarily feel safe or even a job that would take us away from each other too much, like anything, we're so open and communicate everything with each other. And if it's something, not to say we agree all the time and we're always open to dialogue and to be like, okay, you know, you're super into this and ah, I feel weird about it, but like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll be okay with this. Mm -hmm. Um, but when there are things that could potentially like cause friction with us, we just don't tend to do it. We kind of just follow the path of least resistance on those things. And I think for us, kids would just cause a ton of friction. And I just am not really interested in exploring what that would do. I'm fine with Matt getting all of my affection and more. He can have it. <laughs> and he yeah. needs a lot. That boy requires a lot of love. <laughs> cuddling constantly. And like, I wouldn't have the capacity for anything else right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. I'll edit this out. Oh, I was trying to think of. <laughs> oh my gosh. From with my Abby. Oh, Abby Road Farm. Did you buy it? Did you take home any wine from them? No. I didn't because we we went there okay this is a whole not, this is a whole this is another reason we can't have kids good lord so we went wine tasting there and then we had to jump to our pickup at Sockle Blosser because mm-hmm. um, we're members there and we got like you know a little feeling nice and then we drove down to downtown Portland because we were just going to look at this recliner that we've been eyeing just <laughs> look at it and it was three thousand dollars and we ended up buying the freaking thing <laughs> buying it which i would not suggest tipsy 
buying furniture shopping ever. Oh, I, t- um, I like, I tipsy bought like $200 of skincare a couple Ooh, weekends that ago. That will get you. That will get you so good. I've I also want like, to say we were not impaired. It was not to the point that we should right. have been driving. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I get, I but get then that. But we, we got home and realized that we bought the wrong freaking chair because we're <laughs> ridiculous. And then we had to cancel it the next day. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I was saying, I, I, I tipsy bought some like skincare the other day. It was like my first time I went out to a patio at a bar and it's so funny. It's a bar down on interstate and the, I ordered, they had a pumpkin spice slushy on the menu. Yes. And I was like, um, what is that? Tell me more about this. And she listed off all the ingredients, rum, coffee, liqueur, and like three other things. And I was like, those are all alcohols. What is the non alcoholic she was like well that's what's in it and I was like I'll take it and <laughs> so <laughs> I yeah I, I got it and it had like whipped cream on top it was super cute oh my gosh and then I had like two I had like a sip and I was like oh my god this is 100% alcohol don't get me wrong it tasted like pretty good but I was also like first of all I'm not making any money on this because straight booze and I'm only gonna I'm gonna be like the cheapest date it was eight dollars for this drink and I was like I'm good to go for the rest of the night now sipping on this um but it was amazing and then on my way home again it's a bar called uh, satellite tavern okay i'd passed it tons of times they kind of like never really seem like they're that busy but they have a huge outdoor patio and they have a fire pit which is pretty cool oh yeah 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 so i was a fan um but i'd been getting targeted by this skincare company that i looked at a month ago and then i was like you know what I've had a rough couple of weeks. This is what I deserve and I can afford it. I am comfortable with this purchase and it just came in the mail today. And Woo. I was, I like picked up the jar and I was like, wow. I handed it to Jamie and I said, feel how expensive this is. And he was like, whoa, this is heavy. And I was like, that's how you know it's expensive. Because <laughs> <laughs> the glass jar weighs like five pounds and it has a little <laughs> scooper inside. So you don't put your fingers in it. Wow. Were you I'm... stocking the mail, the tracking? That's what uh-huh. I do. That's the most yeah. fun part, really. It was supposed it's to like... come. It was supposed to come on Friday. And so I was like, I'm going to go into this weekend, like with my oh. night cream. And do you then have it, it on because you are glowing right now. I don't have it on. I, I, you I don't have... even need it then. Oh, thank you. It's because I have a ring light on in front of me. That's why I look like I'm glowing. It's because I bought a and, light. And then this, I just look like what is happening right now. <laughs> I had to buy this because I knew like this room has horrible lighting. It's like my office room. It will eventually get painted a nicer color. Um, but there's like no good lighting in here. It's going to start getting dark at 4.30. So every recording I'm going to do is going to be dark outside. And I need this so I don't look like. Crap. I need to get one. Ghosty. Oh, it was like- I don't even have an office. So I just sit on my couch hunched over like a little gremlin. <laughs> I like can't believe you do that. I made it. A- four days doing that. And then I moved to the dining room table and I made it a week doing that. And then I was like, I have to get a desk. Cause so I got a free one on Craigslist. And then I did finally upgrade to like a sit stand desk. I finally oh, nice. one of those. I used to have, I used to have one of those and I used to have a desk, but yeah, I just always end up getting sucked in. And now we've been uh, sleeping just as like, I mean, cozy as we can possibly get we so we sold our camper van but we still have the, like the mattress pad that went in it like a really nice memory foam one then we moved it into our living room and put like a really nice sleeping bag and our sheets and our blankets on top of it and we have the fireplace and so we kind of <laughs> lived on that during the smoke storm and yeah. we were like you know 
this doesn't suck. And so we pulled it back out for Halloween so we could just watch movies and like get super cozy. And then we folded it up and had it stored for a day. And then last night we started watching the Queen's Gambit and I was like, maybe it's time to pull the nest out again. And so I think <laughs> it's just going to be a thing now where our yeah, living room is just a big, nest. and our friends that. come over and like, we'll lay on it and it's mm-hmm. just, it's perfect. That, that is, I feel like you're, uh, you're kind of like the queen of cozy, which is funny. Oh. Cause I, I call my dog, I call Chewy, my dog, I call him the king of cozy because he like loves pillows and like he gets under blankets and he can fall asleep anywhere. So he's like the king of cozy, but I feel like mm. you might be the queen of cozy because I mean, I will take that crown. <laughs> that's one thing it that, is a vibe. Yeah. That's one thing that actually was like on my, you know, topics I kind of wanted to cover is that I actually feel like you're someone that I admire even from like just a you know watching your life through a social media lens and there are some people that you feel like it's it obviously social media is always highlights right um but I feel like I can pick up on the fact that you appreciate the little joys in life more than the average person which is something that I've been trying to do more of in my own like mental health journey is that I feel like I'm not someone who easily finds joy in things and and doesn't always appreciate the small things. And I think you highlight that a lot because I I remember, was it, I think maybe last weekend or a couple weekends ago, you talked about how you set aside a whole weekend just to do like fall things. Yes. We had an itinerary. We do it every year. That's amazing. What all did you, what did you do this year? Oh my gosh. Okay. So we have, we started and again, we're also, again, I don't do going to like horoscopes either super hardcore or like enneagrams and personality things but I will say that Matt and I are both enneagram sevens which is extrovert avoid pain do all of basically with children forever I had had someone ask me if I was a seven recently and I've never taken uh, I've never taken it and she was like are you a seven I was like I don't know and she's like I think you're a seven so never taken it we'll see you should do it tonight Okay. <laughs> and then text me and let me know what you get. Okay. I know I'm my really Myers. Curious. Yeah. I know my Myers Briggs personality type, but I don't know my Enneagram. What's your Myers Briggs? I am an ESTJ. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You could be a seven. I mean, we're a good time. We just <laughs> like to party a lot. Um, <laughs> so when we first moved to Portland a few years ago, this is getting somewhere, I promise. But it was. So I, my history with Portland goes back 13 or 14 years where I was working for a live events company living in Texas and I got assigned sales and marketing for Portland and Seattle. So I would bump up here um, every month for like five years straight. Mm -hmm. So fall, because you know, we're Southern girls, fall doesn't really exist down there. Not at all. Not, I mean, we try, but the leaves turn brown then they fall and then boom, winter. Um, so it had been this like thing that I'd always wanted to experience because I love, you know, movies and mystical things and the romanticism about life and all of it. And I just never had it. And then I started coming here and became obsessed with fall in Portland. So I would come back every year in the fall and this group of friends that I had found, we would do a fall day where we would devote an entire day to go to Savi's, to go pick up pumpkin. Mm -hmm. We'd make pumpkin pancakes. Like it would start at 10 a.m. and we would all hang out, 15, 20 of us. You know, we're all in our early 20s and just we party a lot and we just all want to be together and no one has any responsibility. And so we would start at 10 a.m. and then we would just stay together until like midnight. 
and it was so special. And so I started flying into town every year for fall day. And then when Matt and I moved here, a lot of people have moved away or friendships change or they have families. And I was like, well, I'm still going to do it, even if it's just Matt and I. So that's been a tradition that we do. We do the same thing for Christmas. And um, so my list will be out soon. But all the things that we did, we went to the Japanese garden to watch the colors changing because it's freaking unreal. We went to Kind Coffee, which have you been to Kind Coffee on Belmont? It's so you know where the food truck parks are on Belmont buying Never Coffee. Everyone Mm -hmm. always goes to Never, but like Kind Coffee is kind of where it's at. Um, (laughs) Her breakfast sandwiches are insane. Uh, What's the the breakfast? Like what's their uh, bread of choice there? Oh, bagel. Okay. But like with a ton of butter and you like crisped perfectly and then you get your um onions but caramelized onions and then cheese and then bacon and more butter and then she has this fall latte that is okay the maple turmeric latte from upper left is like another level but so that's one of my favorites and also the owner is like my best friend so forever upper left but that one that is close is the kind <laughs> coffee fall latte and it is so damn good and she is so nice so we went there and then we got our fall latte and then we went to Laurelhurst and did that walkthrough and then we made a bunch of like apple treats and tons of other treats we walked through the neighborhood looking at Halloween decorations we watched Ghostbusters, all the smoothie movies that we could find. We made a special fall cocktail. We were going to carve a pumpkin, but we didn't get to that in time. Because to be honest, I kind of hate carving pumpkins. It's like a lot of work. With- yeah, we said we were going to do it this year because we also went up to Savi Island. And that was like my my fall thing that I needed to do was and we did like a little hayride and got pumpkins. Oh. And we picked out these and we picked that we specifically picked out pumpkins that we knew would be good for carving because I was even like, okay, I need to have a certain amount of height because I usually go for like a tall carved instead of like a wide. And I got a really great stem so in case that needed to be a part yeah. of, you know, whatever I carve. It matters. And Jamie picked out, again, picked out one that was like, it has a nice flat carving service, even though this side is a little <laughs> bit dinged up. So we had a whole conversation about it. Actually, like I posted a video of him, like trying to judge two pumpkins and he, that was completely candid. He was just out there like, "Mm, I don't know which one. Wait, is he a Libra? Cause that's Matt. He's a Virgo. Okay. But I, I have said, I have said in a previous uh, interview that he's like the world's worst Virgo. He like, doesn't, I very rarely get to send him a meme that he's like, yeah, I agree with that. Most of the time he's like, that's not me at all. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows what that says about him? But we... And I, I, I knew we weren't going to carve them. Like I bought, I bought one, like, no, like I said, I was going to carve it, but I knew in my heart of hearts, I wasn't going to, because we usually do pumpkin carving as a social event where we have like a lot of people over and do it. And, and that's really, and even the last time I hosted a pumpkin carving party, nobody carved pumpkins. Like we just ended up just drinking cider and like, cause nobody really wanted to do it. And and you had to be really good at it or your pumpkins look kind of shitty. And I'm terrible at anything that requires the slightest bit of craftsmanship I cannot bake to save my life (laughs) I can't do a DIY to save my life like I just it's not in me and that's fine Mm -hmm. I know that about myself whatever we're moving on but Matt can make the most glorious 
creation ever. He can just, he's just good at everything. But also that <laughs> I just kind of feel like I'm making him work and I'm just sitting there drinking whiskey. So mm. we are just like, eh, maybe not. Um, we'll just keep it in its whole form and keep it through Thanksgiving and call it a day. Right. That's what we decided to. It was like, okay, well, this is still seasonal decor. It will stay good. Way totally. We just leave it on our porch. Decorative gourd season. I mm-hmm. love it. But we, we do go out all out for Halloween. And then for Halloween proper, okay, this is actually freaking cute too. So our friends that have babies, there's like eight babies that are at this Halloween party. Um, Yeah, we can't share this because COVID, but uh, (laughs) we were safe. Um, But instead of trick-or-treating and doing all that, we went to my friend's house and the littles, we all were behind different doors. So like behind a gate or in different rooms in the house. And the little kids came and trick-or-treated at all the different doors. And all of the couples had different treats to give the kids. And it was freaking perfect and adorable. And I loved it. And it was like this magical little part of still feeling the kid excitement, but not having to deal with the sugar crash. Yeah. I think Halloween's actually like one of the times of the year that makes me like doubt my not having kids the most is because I, I love it so much. I love dressing up. I love making costumes. I didn't do one this year. I recycled an old costume for like a zoom thing because I just didn't feel inspired (laughs) because I'm not, I'm not someone who loves the craft for the sake of the craft. I love the craft for the attention that it gets at a party. So I'm being like, and me being like, I made this and someone being like, Oh my God, you made, Oh my God. That's, that's what I'm doing it for. So if I'm not getting that, I'm like, what's the point? I'm not going to spend money and time on this thing that nobody's (laughs) going to see. It's not worth it for an Instagram post. Like, just not. Uh, that's my husband. And I'm like, it's worth it for an Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, um, oh my God, sorry. I lost my train of thought there. Um, but. Oh, cause Halloween makes you. Oh, right, right, right. Ho- yes. Okay. So since Halloween, as I love it so much, I love dressing up so much that's like one of the times of the year where I'm like, do I want a baby? Just so, cause I even told Jamie this year, I was like, well, if we have a kid they don't have a say in their costume for like two years, maybe. I don't know. I honestly don't okay, know how quickly good babies luck develop. Because they do have a say and they get okay. loud about it. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes me feel like, all right, that's not a good enough reason to, to have a kid. It's so funny. Cause I feel like I, I've started justifying things a little bit more. There'll be random moments where I'll like get a twinge and think, huh, is that something I'm feeling? And then I can almost always rationalize myself out of it. It was either right around the time that Ellie had her baby that I was playing golf with Jamie and we'd like taken an afternoon off and went and played golf. And I told him while we were golfing, I said, uh, I think sports is like the one thing that I can see. It would be fun to like teach a little human how to do a thing. And Jamie was a college athlete. So he was like, honestly, yeah, like that, that's the one thing where I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to get to like teach a kid how to throw a ball. And then we like pause. And I was like, we could just teach someone else's kid how to throw a ball. Like, like it doesn't have yeah. to be like, that's not a good enough reason. And I texted Ellie and I was like, Hey, um, can I teach your daughter how to play golf when she's older? And she was like, yeah, I don't know how to play golf. And I was like, okay, cool. Cause like, I think this would be really fun to do, but like, I'm probably not gonna have my own kids. And that's like a heartwarming thing that I feel like, Oh, that'd be really fun to like shape. And that's where so many of my like conversations about having kids get to the point is I just want to positively shape someone who's younger than me, like their experience. Yeah, totally. I think I've learned enough that I have good insight to share, but like that, that alone is not enough for me to like want a child of my own. 
And that's like the point that I keep getting to. Yes, 100%. And I'm not a parent, but I'm best friends with a lot of parents. And I know that they, at first they were, I mean, they were sad that Matt and I weren't having kids. And there was a lot of, are you sure? You guys would be great parents. You know, it would be so fun to do family vacations together. But now Matt and I, a lot of the times, so there's one, we have like two different friend groups. Uh, We have like a child-free friend group that are like, our family and then we have the friends with kids that are also like our family and now that they've kind of realized all right Matt and Laura are not having children this is like for real for real they love it because we play with them like they will be like yes please my friends are like you tell Matt like he we're Uncle Matt and Aunt Lorla that's just who we are. Um, they can't say my name. They can all say Matt. So mine is very hard. So it's Lorla, water, who knows, whatever yeah. comes out of their mouth. And um, my friends that are parents are like, yeah, we would love for y'all to take them and like teach them to do the things that you love to do. And where Matt is like rolling around on the ground with all these kids mm-hmm. and just being live at the party. And then the parents get to kind of relax and actually chat a little bit and everyone is happy. And so Matt's like, he's so good with them. He's so good with them. And I'm obsessed with all of them. And like, I know I'm going to be in their life forever. Like I will be their aunt, although we're not blood related. And that is like really special. And I think if you do recognize that in yourself, that that's something that you want, you should kind of make that happen in a way. And I think most parents would welcome that 100% because you mm-hmm. need a lot of help. And a lot of our friends up here, their families don't live here. And so if you have a friend with children that's like, yeah, I want to be in their life. I want to take them to do stuff. I want to be at their birthday parties. I want to celebrate them with you. I can't think of anyone that's going to be against that. And mm-hmm. it's actually really fun. And then we still get to come home and sleep 12 hours a night. If yeah. <laughs> that's funny that you mentioned Matt being real, like really good with children because Jamie is absolutely the same way. And I... I didn't hold a baby until last year. I had I nev- mean, me too. Yeah. Diapers. No, thank you. No. I'm just not interested. Yeah. I didn't grow up. I don't have any younger siblings. Wasn't very close with any of my, I have like a pretty small family. And so I didn't really grow up with younger cousins or, you know, and my brother's not having kids. So I don't have little nieces and nephews. And so I just was never around children growing up. And I have like a clear memory of like Jamie and I had been dating like probably a couple of years, but I think we were like still in college. So we hadn't been together that long. And we went to a friend of his had like a, an engagement party or something. And there was a little kid there that was like a daughter of a girl he went to high school with or something. And I was wearing this like really bright colored dress. And the mom of that daughter was next to me and the daughter was like grabbing in my direction And the mom was like, oh, she loves your dress. She wants to see you and like reached out with the kid. And Jamie just like knew and he just looked in and was like, I'll take her because of like the look of panic on my face was like, oh, no, 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 I can't. I can't take your kid. I don't know. I've never done this before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he just like swooped right in and was just playing with this kid and like did so well. And I was just like, oh, you're so good at this. Like, Are you sure you don't want kids? And he was like, no, no, I like to play with them, but that does not mean that I want them full-time. And then I finally held a kid for the first time last year. 
And I did have a, like a, a thought in the back of my mind that I was like, what if I hold one and then I want it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's like a magic spell. Boom. Yeah. Bloom overnight. And because like I, there was, I have heard someone say before that like, oh, babies have a certain smell and like, you're going to hold one and you're going to like feel this thing in your ovaries. And I was like, I don't no. think it's going to happen. And I'm then you did that. <laughs> yeah. And I held this baby and it was like, honestly, the best baby I could have held. He was like, so cool no tears, very happy to be there, happy to be a part of it. And I was like holding him and I was like, okay. And then I held him, I gave him back and I thought I am completely unchanged. Like that did not, yeah, that did not spark any feeling anywhere (laughs) in my body. Like I was worried about it. It just gives me dread. I'm like, I don't know what to do with you. Like when they're little, little, I'm really not into it. Like, no thanks. But when they get like, five or six then it gets really fun mm-hmm. but when they're little little I'm like you are way too easy to accidentally kill like I cannot deal with this amount of pressure I'm already worried if Matt goes to Walgreens and he's not back within the amount of time that I'm mapping out in my mind for him to get through the aisles and drive home stop at this light and sit in the truck a little bit and check his text messages and walk in the door I'm like a little panicky I cannot <laughs> even imagine that with children I mean I was ready to fight a kindergartner who was bullying my niece and I was like <laughs> I will throw this kid down a flight of stairs don't you hit me and then I was like oh my gosh I'm losing my mind but like I cannot the amount of rage that just bubbles up in me from hearing about people that pick on my niece and nephew yeah. or even that messes with Matt yeah, I don't need that spike in my life so I mean I, I'm, I'm I'm very comfortable correcting a child in public for somebody that doesn't have kids, like when I see, I can think of a couple instances where we've seen kids that were like fairly unsupervised or like a park, like chasing animals. And Jamie and I will like come up to them and be like, um, excuse me, what are you doing? And then we're like, I don't think we should be doing that. But also where's the parents and no one else is watching them. So we're just going to step in and be like, you know, yeah, I think it's okay. A little rule enforcers we, here. I think it's all right. And, like, and also Jamie's like huge. Jamie's huge. So kids are always like, oh, as soon as they see him, because he's six, five and has a beard. And so kids are always like, you see this like panic look on their face. Like, oh, okay, mister. Like <laughs> they always listen yeah, to him. They're not scared of me. They're probably not yeah. scared of us. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. We were saying about like kid, kids when they get to a certain age being pretty, like they finally get to get personalities and they're fun. I remember there's a, again, Jamie and I've been dating a couple of years. I went like home to meet his family, his extended family. Cause he, unlike me, comes from a huge family. And there was one of his, I think it's, it's either, a, I'm bad because I have a small family. It's a second cousin, I think, of his. Oh, who even knows? That was there. Kids? Yeah. She was, I think she was like three or four. And that was my first interaction with a kid because she was like a little, I don't know, she was a little adult. Like she could like tell really good stories for somebody that was only like four. I like sat at a dinner table with just her, like all the other like adults were out doing something. And I was like, oh no, I'm alone with this child. Oh what do I talk about? Like, I don't know what to say to a kid. I'd really never interacted with them because I didn't grow up around kids. And we got to, she got to telling me a story about, because she really liked, I had my dog Chewy with me at the time and she was obsessed with Chewy. And every time she left, she was like, can Chewy come with me? And can Chewy come play? And he loves kids. So she was always talking about Chewy. And so I asked her, I was like, oh, you really like Chewy. Do you have any pets of your own? And she said, well, we had a dog and then it got eaten by a mountain lion. 
oh gosh and they're from like mountainous southern california so like there are tons of mountain lions there and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry like did you see it happen like how did how did you know and she was like i saw it happen it was right in front of me it was awful so like i'm just so happy chewy's here because i, I like i miss dogs oh and i was just like oh my god wow it was like such a heartwarming interaction and then the the daughter's the little girl's mom came into the room and i was like oh my gosh you just told me the story about your dog and the mountain lion and the mom was like what oh no no <laughs> and i said you had a dog that got eaten by a mountain lion and she was like we've never had a dog <laughs> like the whole story was fake <laughs> And then, you little turd you, you thought we were trauma yes, bonding yeah to me. it's exactly I went from like oh my gosh I'm having this like what a mature conversation with this little four-year-old wow she's been through so much and I'm like wait this whole thing was fake where did you get this from psychopath yeah exactly so it was so oh my god it was so bizarre it was just like what a yeah what a little strange little girl but it, I mean she was truly great and to have I they guess that much personality things. they say that they say the darndest they things. say some things yeah it is I feel I think I was one of those kids though that just told a lot of tall tales if you will I like yeah. to stretch the stories out be a little I was a little entertainer so yeah I'm like okay that kid she would just work in the room uh, so one other thing I wanted to touch on was I saw that we are like both mutually following following rich auntie supreme yes <laughs> I'm new. Yeah, I know I am too. It actually came up in uh, the conversation, a friend of mine that was also interested in, in talking with me about being child-free. She's in her forties. When she replied to my Instagram story, she was like, and if you're not following, you have to follow Rich Auntie Supreme. And I was just like, what is that? Like, yeah. I've never heard of this. And I knew Rachel Cargill um, because I'm familiar with the Loveland Foundation and I've donated to them before. And so I saw it was her. I was like, I'm obsessed already. And then she's Thing. For anyone that is listening and doesn't know what it is, she's basically built like a little community around women that have decided to be child free. Although it's a pretty large community. I mean, it's like 50,000 people. I she think. got a K. She got yeah. a K back then. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a big audience. But I think she's, and I saw that I went, like, I liked one of their posts and I saw that you'd already liked it. And I was just yeah. like, oh, good. We can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm on there. Yeah. I saw yeah. there was um, someone the other day they posted a quote that just so resonated with me and I don't remember the exact one now but it was just saying about how you find so much enjoyment and so much fulfillment just in life in general that there was never this desire to feel like you needed to conceive and um, after I saw that quote from someone it was just so resonated with me and I was like yeah that's kind of exactly how I feel where life in itself is truly enough for me like it's it's just waking up every day for whatever reason for me that is enough and I feel like it's enough for Matt as well and then just being able to see other women's perspectives on in that Instagram group has been really fun and hilarious and also mm -hmm. you're like okay maybe I'm not broken maybe I'm not crazy right. and that was something I used to question a lot I'm like in am I the crazy one? Like, there's something wrong with me. It, do I need to go to more therapy? Is there like something blocked that I need to get unblocked? Like, what is, do I, do I just, am I just an unfeeling human? Like, do I just not have any motherly instinct? Am I even a woman? Like, what is going on? <laughs> but then I just realized that's just me. And there's a lot of me's out there. 
but we just haven't really been given the freedom. Like I feel, don't you feel like this is just a relatively new thing that women can be open about their choice mm-hmm. to be child free and it's not like a condemnation. It's yeah, a, I do. okay, we understand. And I'm so thankful that this, although this time period is also a lot. I'm thankful that I'm in this now where I can help kind of be a part of this movement of women who can say that they want to be child-free without any fear of guilt or shame or there's no pressure. We don't need a a man or another partner to take care of us. I can take care of myself financially. I can do all these things alone and I can give a lot more to society than just producing children that's pretty cool. And so when I see, like you mentioned, that a, you know, a very large, several tens of thousands of women in this community that are all feeling the same way, and we have this common bond, I think it's it's pretty cool. And I really like that she built that. And there's like a combination of there's like dog moms, there's plant moms. You know, yeah. she's like made lots of merch for different kinds of are people. Are you getting any I, of it? I might get a I might get some dog mom gear. I feel like I that, figured that you would already have it. I don't yet. Again, I'm new to the community, but <laughs> I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty cool that she's started all that. And she shares a lot of. So, I, for anyone who is child-free, leaning toward being child-free, and like wants to to read some more and connect with some really inspiring stories, I think that's a good account to follow. And she shares a lot of good quotes, like you mentioned, about uh, finding richness in other things in life. It's something like even her description on the page is something about leaning into your village that you've created or finding richness in the village around you. And we totally are doing that. Like my friends are, my community is honestly everything. Like that's why Portland is an incredible place to live. But if it weren't for my people being here, I mean, any place can be amazing. And we're, we're here because of them. And that is honestly enough for me. And if I grow old with them, I think that that would be a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. I go with Matt. That's all that I need. Yeah. And Portland's a great place to stay a kid forever. Totally. <laughs> we just need uh, to talk someone else's children to taking care of us when we're uh-huh, on exactly. function. <laughs> yeah. No, I say that all, I can't I I can't remember what life was like before I lived in Portland because we have also, oh my gosh, my stomach is growling so loud and I'm almost entirely confident you'll be able to hear it on the recording. <laughs> So I'm just going to say that out loud, that if you hear a weird background noise, that is my stomach growling because apparently I need to eat dinner. And yeah, Matt's taking curry. I'm like, oh, hey, you can probably, yeah, you can probably smell dinner and you're probably like, all right, I'm ready to wrap this up. <laughs> but um, it's, a, I can't remember what life was like before I lived here because we have so many hobbies now and we do so much like cool shit impromptu yep. here. We started skiing. We didn't do that our whole lives. We didn't grow up doing that. And Jamie also says like, I can't be this crazy snowboarder if we have kids. Like I can't take these dumb risks like I do if somebody's oh, yeah. like, I know my life. Wait, we ride motorcycles. We, Matt paraglides. Like there's yeah. so many, him on a weekend, he's skinning Mount St. Helens on a mm. casual Saturday. Like, and we travel a good amount, not so much now, but you know, the kind of lifestyle that we have put together that really makes us happy would not work well with kids and that's okay and yeah our he's not giving up that motorcycle for anything I don't think he would <laughs> give it up for me so I already know it's like here forever yeah so there's just things that we keep we get to keep to do which is mm-hmm. pretty great 
So to wrap things up, do you have any tidbits of advice other than what you've already shared for somebody who has made the decision not to have kids or is maybe struggling with that decision? Just any sort of takeaways that you think you'd yeah. want someone to know that you've, you've learned? Well, I just don't, just, there doesn't need to be this rush decision or this weight based upon maybe other people's constructs of what life should look like. And maybe, you know, you need to have a child by this age and there's just not a lot of rushing to be had. We feel like there's a lot to rush towards, but honestly, we have a lot more time than we think that we do. And even like, I have some friends of mine that are still single and that want a partner. And I'm like, you guys, if you were to get married tomorrow, you would still spend the majority. If you live the average life expectancy, you would still spend the majority of your life married than non-married or with a partner, without a partner. Like, but we just have it in our brains that we got to hurry. We got to hurry. We got to get to the next thing. And we just have a lot more time than we think. And you can slow down and make these decisions and really go inside of yourself and like be honest, even though it feels scary. And just really think about what do you want? Not what everyone else wants, not what your mom wants or your mother-in-law wants. Like, what do you truly want? And you should honor that and go on that path. And I think it'll present itself to you and not out of fear, not out of guilt, not out of shame, but of like what you're honoring yourself. And this is your one life and follow that. Well, thank you for sharing that. And um, thanks for sharing so much of your background. Like I <gasps> Yes, it was such a lovely conversation. I knew it would be from our, and we haven't had a ton of, I think I've only talked to you in person maybe once. Yeah. The kombucha thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad this turned out. You went out on a limb here. Yeah, I did. I knew, I knew it'd be great. I I think I have good instinct on who's interesting because not everybody's interesting. So (laughs) and they should have kids. No, just kidding. No. Exactly. Okay. Um, so to wrap, just wrap things up where people can find you to tell the people where they can find you, yeah. where they can find your, um, your upcoming holiday list that you're oh, sharing, yeah. like you had your fall list. If people yep. want to know. So, so we, we probably won't have a Thanksgiving one this year that we typically do, but we're going to be out of town for Thanksgiving, but we will have a Christmas one. Um, and I'm on Instagram and it's at Laura underscore Elizabeth. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me on Unwell with Erica. I so appreciated this conversation about being child-free and also the lovely relationship stuff that we covered as well, which I kind of thought we'd get to touch on that a bit. So thank you for all of your insights and a treat. Okay. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye.